I think Joel Kinnaman, or a Joel Kinnaman type, probably Joel Kinnaman, is gonna play Kraven the Hunter in the third Spider-Man. You can almost see Norman Osborn being an ally to Peter Parker, helping him kind of evade Kraven the Hunter. I feel like Chameleon is pulling the strings. Three, two, one, wish! Whap party! Up. And I heard whap party. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars. Spider-Man 3 is looking at Joel Kinnaman for a mystery role, but hey, no mystery is too mysterious for nerds to crave over or get us bored of. Uh, chameleon with these puns. Don't click away, please. This is Rogue Theory, the podcast that brings you the wildest nerdy hot takes on the topics you can't stop arguing over. I'm Eric Voss, and with me today to pitch Rogue Theories are America's favorite uncle, Tommy Beck told. Hello, you're grounded. Just kidding. There are no rules at Uncle Tom's house. <laughs> you're not my dad. You're just his brother. Uh, also joining us. I raised you. <laughs> I raised you when your parents died in that barn accident. 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 <laughs> okay, that uh, barn on purpose. <laughs> also joining us, uh, writer, journalist, and cosplayer, Laura Siracool. Welcome to New Rockstars. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. And hi, Uncle Tommy. Hi. Proud of you. <laughs> and uh, rounding out the panel, hunter of the most dangerous game, that being Trader Joe's employees who haven't restocked the apples, off-screen producer, Zach Huddleston. Hello. Top three Yay. apples. I got Envy's, I got Honey Crisps, and I yes. got Pink's Crisps. Wow, yeah, (laughs) Honeycrisps, that's a good one. I'm a Granny Smith guy myself, always have been. Uh, Well, your uncle would be into a Granny, wouldn't you? (laughs) That's right. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, Zach's in my browser. I don't use ExpressVPN when Zach's watching my searches. Hey, that's for later in the episode. (laughs) Let's move on to our first topic. Casting reports for the upcoming Spider-Man 3. Title's still unknown, though we are getting some reports that it might be homesick. Maybe homespun, maybe wear a mask and stay home, subliminal messages Uh. that are actually helping save everyone's lives. (laughs) Uh, These reports are suggesting that Sony and Marvel are looking to cast a Joel Kinnaman type, with other reports saying that they might just be looking at Joel Kinnaman himself. You know, maybe the gruff fella from Suicide Squad and Altered Carbon will finally get his Marvel debut, or maybe, like for many actors, the role will go to someone less talented who looks exactly like him. So, based on what we know about the Spider-Man narrative and franchise so far, I want to know from you guys, tells us about the mystery plot of the next Spider-Man film. What character are they looking to fill? Zach, why don't you go first? Okay, thank you, Eric. And I just want to point out, we've seen... Joel Kinman's one of those guys whose name you might not know, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Like, if you watched The Killing, Altered Carbon, obviously The Suicide Squad, he's going to be in the next Suicide Squad... What a lot of people maybe don't realize about him, because he's almost always talking with an American accent, is that he's a Swedish fellow. Mm. Like those Skarsgårds, right? Like he's he's from Scandinavia. And you know what accent sounds kind of similar to Scandinavian? Russian. My man's playing Craven the Whoa. Hunter, okay? Ooh. Who in at least one uh, iteration in the comics is Russian, Right, um, yes. and instead of having um, Matthew McConaughey do a terrible, or Jason Momoa do a terrible Russian accent, <laughs> why not get somebody closer to that part of the world? Right. Sure. Yeah. So I think, I think Joel Kinnaman or a Joel Kinnaman type, probably Joel Kinnaman, is going to play Craven the Hunter in the third Spider-Man. Right. And I think Sony really wants Craven to be this next villain, not only because he's a great Spider-Man villain we haven't seen in any film version yet, but he gives them 
a overall spumsy villain that can travel between their properties, right? Craven can hunt down Venom. He can show up uh, hunting down Dr. Morbius, right? Like all kinds of opportunities. He could be a part of the Sinister Six. He can fight the Sinister Six, right? Like a really powerful chess piece on the Spumsy chessboard. Ooh, I, I do love that idea, Zach. And like Craven the Hunter seems definitely like the one they're headed towards either in this next film or some future film. You know what's interesting is like when you rewatch uh, the Mark Webb Amazing Spider-Man 2, they had that kind of post-credit thing where they're like, here are the Sinister Six designs and all of our titles. And like, while it seems like that was a scrapped plan, yeah, we had Vulture come up in the next Spider-Man live action movie we saw. So yeah, I think Kraven the Hunter, who was also teased in that, has gotta be on Sony's wish list. And I could definitely, definitely see uh, uh, Joel Kinnaman playing that. Like just seeing that guy carry a rifle, it's just so natural, you know? like. You want to see him patrolling some urban uh, streets and, like, uh, scoping out some areas. It's just, like, his natural instinct, I think, to do that. And and you could see, like, especially the route they've been going with their villains of, like, very grounded, realistic, right? Like, no giant human lizards so far in the, you know, Spumsy, right? And so, like, Mm. he would totally fit in there, just being, like, a vaguely Eastern European, questionable, like you know, cast member from Hostel or something like that who, like, (laughs) wanders into Peter Parker's New York looking to, um, you know, hunt him down, both because he's the superpowered creature and maybe there's some big money behind it, which maybe one of the other theories will cover. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, it's a definite, he makes a lot of sense, maybe more sense than some of the other names people have thrown out, both for the villain and for the actor who would play the villain. Yeah. Um, well, Zach, to decide how many uh, Sparkle Bucks, the Sparkle Bucks are back, folks, uh, you're Ooh. going to get. Um, I feel like I'm going to bring in a guest here to decide who or oh. how many you get. And I'm going to let our friend Baby Groot decide. So, oh Groot, how many Sparkle Bucks is off screen, Zach? Get. <laughs> And our video just got flagged for demonetization for unlicensed use of music. Uh, But what that means is uh, you get one uh, Sparkle Buck. Oh, yeah. I'm awarding you one. I think what you meant to say there, Eric, is um, I get I am Groot worth of Sparkle Buck. That's that's fair. I'm translating for him, but that is technically what he said. And to me, one, it's weird because the words for Groot for one and 11 are very similar, uh, but I'm going to round down to one uh, just because you, you kind of gave too much of an opportunity to your co-panelists to say some of the other theories might be might cover this. Uh, this is uh, uh, grab the gold, my friend. It's, it rewards <laughs> greed, and so you uh, get just one. Okay, well, on my end, fittingly, Eric, that turns into a uh, can of sardines, uh-huh. okay? Uh, and now these are sardines in water. I usually prefer the sardines in oil. Oh, Don't yeah. knock them till you try them, folks. Put this on some toast, okay? And you're eating good. Sardines. Yeah, and if you're a shrunken down character in a cartoon, you can use that to sleep in at the end of the night. Oh, he's right. He's right. You just That's peel right. the little foil back as a blanket. That's right. You get a nice little space blanket. really sharp. That smells yeah. like rotting fish. Uh, yeah. All right, Laura, uh, it's your turn. Who do you think Joel Kinnaman's going to be playing in this next Spider-Man film? So everyone's like, oh, Craven, Craven, Craven. But Craven has a half-brother, and his half-brother is a is chameleon, who Dmitry Smerdyakov, who we've seen already, um, played by right. Numar Akar. So chameleon is a shapeshifter. 
So I have a feeling either he's a scroll or the technology that Mysterio took, that guy took it to kind of become oh. anyone. Because, you know, it's the technology that oh, it, we could trick anything could happen. So I feel like Chameleon is pulling the strings. Yeah, maybe Craven's gonna show up, but his half-brother is pulling the strings and could be anyone. And if you said that, oh, hey, he could be in Venom's world, you know what? Chameleon could be Venom. Like, boom. <laughs> like, just the character and like become that person. So he could be used in multiple universes. And we don't need to use Newman, the, uh, a car, because it could be a disguise like the, for the long run. So... I feel like we're gonna see, because he's never been used before, he's never been in live action, so I feel like Chameleon's a good choice to be the person behind the strings, like pulling all the strings. Um, so my take is that Chameleon is gonna be pushing for Peter Parker to be hunted. Laura, you bring up a really good point because at the end of Far From Home, uh, we learned like what Mysterio's operation really was all about. And we learned what like Fury and Hill's operation was all about. And Leftover was just this other operative who was with them. And we don't know whose side he was on, whether he was part of, whether he's like just another uh, Team Fury, because it's not really S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. It's his own kind of weird group that I, are we to assume all of those people were scrolls, Or like someone had an, another uh, agenda there? And I think there there is something to that guy. It'd be a bit of a bummer for Numan Akar to like have to be like, ah, you'll be in one part of this movie. Hey, he's gotten some work. He was in Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. He's in some other stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, if he could be one of the many identities that the chameleon plays yeah like when when peter looked at him with edith it said classified that's right it totally so, did i forgot about that so hey he could be i'm just saying he could be one of the main villains and we've been we've been like talking about the other side villains yeah i i agree that's very interesting all right uh baby groot i i know you're from guardians of galaxy volume two and your character has aged to a larger age range and this is a piece of merch that's specific to one movie and not the overall franchise. But what do you think of Laura's theory? That's like the same song that you used last time, and we've been we've been flagged again, flagged once again. All right, so uh, Baby Groot has awarded you uh, one Sparkle Buck, but then another one because he brought up an Easter egg from a recent videos, and this channel's all about Easter eggs that you might have forgotten about for movies. So you are awarded two Rogi Sparkle Bucks. It turned into because of Baby Groot, it's related to <laughs> Jeff Goldblum looking sexy. He's part of Guardians of the Galaxy too, so I made it relate to it. He was. He was, yeah. Didn't he show up at the end, or was he in Rag? Yeah, he was in like the po the credits, dancing and setting up Ragnarok. The yeah. Grandmaster, but then That's this right. is the he sexy totally Grandmaster. <laughs> That's definitely worth two sparkle bucks at least. Tommy, who do you think Joel Kinnaman is going to be playing in Spider-Man Three? I believe that Joel Kinnaman is going to play a lo large looming villain, father figure, mentor, nemesis, occasional teammate of Spider-Man, uh, he is going to play none other than Norman Osborn. He's Ooh. going to play specifically, uh, he's going to play the Norman Osborn from the Ultimate Marvel, based on the Ooh, Ultimate yeah. Marvel. Norman the Osborn, who's a little, who's, and he's a little more like techie and cool. He's not quite uh -huh. this like, he's not as old. He's not as like, he's not, the, he's not quite the like 
far away nemesis of like he's got 40 years on Peter Parker. He's right, a little right. bit younger. And I think that that's going to introduce a younger Harry Osborn as well, who's going to be like a 16 year old who's going to look up to Peter Parker a lot to, to kind of nurture that dynamic between them. So I could see him being. Uh, and also, the ultimate, um, ultimate Marvel Norman Osborn works very intimately with S.H.I.E.L.D. So it still ties him into the larger MCU if they want to use that character in a, in a like an Avengers movie, if Spider-Man continues through the MCU, obviously. So I think I could see him kind of being like a single father in his early 40s, raising a 16-year-old, kind of like a cooler, more, I guess, like... Whereas, like, Willem Dafoe was, like, a hero to Peter Parker. Like, this is a rich guy who has a massive company and is, like, a di very distant from Harry. He's going to be a more hands-on father. I don't even know if he'll become Green Goblin in this movie. You know, I could see him mm. just establishing as the Norman Osborn community leader, you know, pillar of, uh, pillar of the community version. Uh, and then eventually turning into a, uh, a Green, uh, evolving into the Green Goblin in a later film in that in that universe that's really interesting tommy so do you think uh the antagonist of this movie might not be green goblin that like uh, or norman osborne norman osborne could be like this background yeah. figure the way like I, colson yeah, was could, and then someone or, else is I, the villain? I, or i could see it being a i could see them doing the movie i feel like they really want to do craven the hunter as the bad guy in this movie but I could see them establishing Craven the Hunter, and I could almost see Norman Osborn being an ally to Peter Parker, helping him kind of evade Craven the Hunter, uh, and then ultimately, simultaneously in the film, testing the Super Soldier Serum that he's do working on Shield, because that's I mean that's the Marvel storyline, the ultimate Marvel storyline is that he's developing the Super Soldier Serum for. Uh, for shield and, and testing it out ultimately one of those tests goes wrong and he becomes the green goblin maybe in a post-credit scene setting up a future battle or maybe at the very end of the movie but i don't see him being the main bad guy throughout the course of the film no yeah um tommy you bring up some really interesting points and i think what i personally we'll see what groot has to say but what i yeah. like about it is that uh, uh Every other time we've seen Norman Osborn in a film, he just appears in one film and he's done. Whereas Norman Osborn yeah. is a very important character to Marvel Comics, yeah. and you're right. He's a very important like leader within S.H.I.E.L.D., within certain eras of comics, right. uh, and he keeps coming back again and again in different ways, and it right. would be a shame just to have him immediately turn to Green Goblin and immediately be defeated. So, to have a movie that just like sets him up, uh, and then yeah. he can be like a recurring character in the MCU or the Sony side yes. of things uh, from there forward is, is very interesting. But uh, Groot, yeah. what do you say about it? <laughs> that might actually get flagged because uh, yeah. come a little bit closer. Uh, uh, they definitely don't want that uh, being used without their permission. So uh, I just want to point out how Eric has become like one of those villains who's like a ventriloquist, who's like, well, yeah. I don't want to kill you, but the dummy does. <laughs> One of those villains. Scarface. <laughs> oh, Scar I feel like that's a common trope. Yeah. I've seen a million ventriloquist murderer movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a subgenre now, right? If I had uh, a nickel for every time I've seen a, a guy murder someone and blame it on his ventriloquist dummy, I'll tell you. It's it's a weird <laughs> loophole in like U.S. Um, Sixth yeah. Amendment law. You know, like yeah. you can't prosecute someone if they could say, because we don't want to acknowledge whether or not magic exists in the Constitution. It's just a true. thing. 
it's just a weird thing. Uh, so Tommy, uh, Groot awards you two uh, Norman Osborn green sparkle bucks. But Zach, uh, because both oh, of the nice. other panelists acknowledged your theory as uh, Craven, yeah. uh, you get another sparkle buck. So uh, oh, wow. Tommy gets two, Zach gets another one. That's crazy. Those sparkle bucks actually transported into practical things. I think they knew that I needed them. It's a uh, Vita Fusion men's uh, gummy vitamins for adult men that are afraid to swallow pills and then a uh, a nature made uh, fish oil capsules that are uh, running low so time for me to go to Spe the speaking store. of fish oil on my end eric that bonus sparkle buck turned into a can of tuna maybe yeah maybe i could uh zach i'll mail you some fish oil capsules you could break them open into your sardines and get that garbage water out of there put them in the oil where they belong yeah, yeah, just hide it in your tuna sandwich and eat it like how you have to give your dog pills. You hide it in bread. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It works every time. Um, all right, I want to hear these pitches back in tweet form. Uh, Zach, <laughs> give, us to, give it to us in a tweet. Okay, Spider-Man Home Invasion. I know Homesick is going around, but I like Home Invasion better. Spider-Man Home Invasion. Kinnaman type? More like Craven Man type. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's pretty compact. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right, Laura, what's your tweet? Spider-Man, home at last. Can, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of John Cena. I'm thinking of John Cena for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're thinking I'm of John always Cena thinking of John all Cena. the time. Yeah. I, can't think I of can't see like, him. At home at last. I can't, can't stop see seeing him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I have that in my head right now for some Ooh. reason. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that, that is that great. That would be it. That yes. would that would be my John Cena yeah. to pitch to John Cena as my as my as yeah. my Spider-Man character. It's it's a it's yeah. a bold I mean, move. Some, she used the scene some... option. Some would argue Joel, uh, John Cena could be a Joel Kinnaman type. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he totally could. More like a, more Suicide Squad probably... co-star. Co All right, Tommy, what's your tweet? Okay, mine is uh, off the top of my head. Joel Kinnaman as Norman Osborn. That's more exciting than Wizard of Oz porn. <laughs> I hope I don't get the internet scorn. My favorite Star Trek actor is Michael Dorn. Star Trek? It's almost like you know what our next topic is. I have no idea. I'm never briefed on this. I just want you to do all my poems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us know in the comments below which version of Spider-Man 3 you want to see. Do you want to see all of these? Because I feel like all three of these theories are, are pretty compatible with each other. Uh, they could totally work within one movie. Maybe cooperation is the answer. All right. Before we continue, we want to thank some people who helped us make this show, starting with our friends at Keeps. So thank you to Keeps for helping make this episode. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Losing your hair can be a bummer. With Keeps, it's easier and more affordable to get treatment for your hair loss and help you keep the hair that you have. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there, but at half the cost of your local pharmacy. Uh, you don't have to go to your doctor's office with Keeps. You can do it all from home. You meet with the doctor online, and they ship the treatment right to your home. And find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. And you see, with that stat, hopefully we're reassuring many of you. 100,000 other men out there are also losing their hair. It's probably even more than that. You're not alone. You're not alone. 
don't feel bad. It happens to everyone. It's called aging, and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. But if you do, Keeps is here to help you. And if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash rogue theory to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash rogue theory. We also want to thank our friends at Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. I always like getting deliveries, whether they're things I ordered online or another care package from my prison pen pal um, or um, legal paperwork pertaining to the will and testament of my parents, which is not fun paperwork to get, but it's something that people our age are going through. Once a month, my mailbox is even more exciting, though, because Bespoke Post sends me a box of awesome, and that will clear any bad thoughts you have about any other mail you get. So Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of Awesome has you covered from style and groomy goods to barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. I recently got the Coast Box, which came with a great summery shirt and a waterproof beach wallet. So I have multiple kinds of wallets now they get to use. So, but when I want to take my wallet to the beach, so that when I'm sneaking booze there, and then a cop yeah. says you're not supposed to be drinking booze on the beach, I could say at least I'm 21, sir. And he goes, really? I'm not surprised because you look way older than that. <laughs> He's one of the commenters on this channel. But Smoke Post also has multiple booze-themed boxes, including Mixed Box that has fixins to make a Moscow Mule or Spicy Margarita. Again, what I'm drinking on the beach. Doesn't matter what time of year it is or how dangerous it is to do. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. They should just call these treasure boxes because they're filled with treasure. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code ROGUE for 20% off your first box. And we also want to thank our friends at ExpressVPN. As Tommy mentioned earlier this episode, sometimes our online research for new Rockstar's videos takes us to some questionable directions that we don't want to have in our internet search history because we're doing it for academic reasons and academic only. That We do not mix business with pleasure when we're on company time. Otherwise, um, uh, still alive FEMO will hunt us down uh, worse than Joel Kinnaman ever could. Mm -hmm. It is times like these when it doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every site you have visited. It's a scary, scary world. And that is why, whether you are at home or you are at work or both as we are now, we use ExpressVPN. So ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. It runs seamlessly in the background. Just tap one button and you're protected. And it's available on all your devices, phones, computers, smart TVs, uh, futuristic things that uh, future versions of yourself gave you and said, use this so they can't track you. They can still track you on those. He was tricking you as all future versions of me tend to do. Protect your online identity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash rogue, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash 
rogue expressvpn.com slash rogue to learn more we now move on to our discord rogue theory we do this every week we play a game of rogue theory with our patrons on new rockstars discord this week we had some patrons pitch theories about the third season of umbrella academy now that the second season is out in the world and people are watching it we had some fun theories this week from danny x and e vulgar our winner this week was Ron Weasley. Uh, and if you haven't seen the full season of Umbrella Academy yet, uh, skip to this time. But uh, Zach, you had some thoughts on Ron Weasley's theory. What did you think about it? Yes, as, as somebody who just finished uh, season two and thoroughly enjoyed it, I really, all three of the theories are really good. And with a show that is so nuts, like Umbrella Academy, it really lends itself to great, like jumping in time and all over the place. Uh, kind of theories, but um, Ron Weasley had some great ones where, like, well, not to spoil season two too much, but something that's hinted at in the very last seconds of season two, right, has a big impact over season three, and there's kind of parallels between two different groups. That's the vaguest possible description I could give, but it was good. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you to everyone who submitted this week. We'll do this again. And you can play to have your theory read on an episode of Rogue Theory just by becoming a patron at any level of New Rockstars. And you can join our Discord. You have to be 18 years or older. Sorry, it's just something we do to protect all the people. We're, we're not camp counselors here. Uh, so uh, let's move on to our next topic. News came out this week that Paramount is both prioritizing another Star Trek film and also kind of stuck between three options that have been in development for years. There is a fourth film in the Chris Pine, J.J. Abrams, uh, the Kelvin timeline, as it's known, uh, featuring a return of Kirk's father, played by Chris Hemsworth. Remember that? Remember that prologue? Mm -hmm. There was a reboot film penned by Legion and Fargo writer Noah Hawley and a strange one-off directed by Quentin Tarantino, which he said was based on the original series episode that was set in a 1930s gangster planet. I want you three to pitch me on which of those proposed Star Trek films you would most want to see and why. Tommy, why don't you go first this time? Baby, you know. The only Star Trek that I need to see is based on a piece of the action from Star Trek, the original series, Quentin Tarantino's gangster Star Trek. You gotta be kidding me, Chicago mobsters mixing with my Star Trek friends. Give it all to me. What does Tarantino know how to do? He knows how to create bad guys that you love. He knows how to create people that do despicable things, but you still kind of love them. What is America's obsession with mafia people? They're bad guys that do despicable things, but we still kind of love them. Why do we watch Scorsese movies? Why do I cheer on Robert De Niro and the Irishman as he kills people that may have families for all we know? Nice people. People that just want to sell flowers. People that just want to own a bakery next to another bakery that's mafia controlled. Plugged in the head and there I am, clapping along. Give me Tarantino making these Star Trek gangsters do despicable things, rated PG-13 so close to R, three F-words max, and then give me fresh, cast new people. I don't need Chris Pine back. Send him to Wonder Woman forever. Give me a new Captain Kirk. You know, maybe Ricky Gervais plays Captain Kirk. I don't know. He's got the hair for it, doesn't he? He's getting old, though. Uh, let me get back on track here. I need it to be Tarantino. America needs it to be Tarantino. We need movies full of hope. And if you remember the way that episode ends, Kirk essentially tricks the mafia family, the, the, the opposing mafia families, into working together uh, uh, because he, and giving the Federation a piece of the action. Uh, but he leaves 
uh, te technology on their planet so that they could learn how to use Federation communicators. So, like, it is, uh, it's a total power struggle, power grab. It's a rags-to-riches story, and it's what this world needs right now as we all struggle through the pandemic. I rest my case. All right, Tommy, I'm going to let baby Groot weigh in on this. Uh, that's all he had to say. Um, okay, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Okay, I'm sorry. You just, he, you can't stop talking. Uh, okay. Groot awards you one just because um, while we would love to see Quentin Tarantino's take on anything, that episode of Star Trek so, so sucked. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't want to see that world. I want to see Quentin Tarantino write his, write his original stories. I don't want to see his take on a genre franchise. Uh, I, I love Quentin Tarantino, one of my favorite directors. I don't need to see him do Star Trek at all. Okay, and that spark of buck came through into my screen as a HOW DARE YOU INSULT QUENTIN TARANTINO! <laughs> no, just kidding, it came up as a... A bottle of Nitred from Immuno Subs. This bottle of Nitred was supposed to come in 7 to 10 business days, but took over a month. But they sent me an apology and a 25% off coupon for some sort of beet formula, as if I need to take beets in a formulaic method. You eat them, you boil them, you put them in a salad. Nice. Beets are pretty simple. You could juice them if you want. Anyway, it's an Immuno Subs. Yeah. Order them if you right. want, but don't expect them in 7 <laughs> to 10 business days. All right, uh, um, Laura. It takes a lot to Laura, keep this machine running. All right. Okay, so everyone loves Fargo. Everyone loved the new Far the, the, the Fargo that they had on FX. Everyone loved Legion. So, what's uh, there's not a bad it's not a bad idea to have him do a new Star Trek. So, Star Trek is about the future and how we want hope for the future in this dystopian world and all that stuff. So, the idea that he had uh, before Corona happened was a pandemic happening in space mm. where a deadly virus is happening. So his idea is to, of course, like they're going to figure out a way to solve it with um, with new characters and everything. So that's hopeful for us, guys. We're in a pandemic. I'm talking to you through here instead of the studio. So in, in the world of Star Trek, it would be great to have a solution as well. Like, oh no, there's lost hope. It's because it's happening in the world. But then, you know, in the end, hope prevails. And his new characters, I'm hoping it will be canon, uh, following um, my favorite John Luke Picard, um, because he wants new characters and new stories. So if he were to do a new story, then why not to have a little bit of Picard and some of the other lovable characters like Janeway because they're the same age and same timeline yeah. Um, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Kelvin universe. So that's my take on what he's going to have planned and the hope that we have. It's on hold right now, but once it starts going, I feel like it's going to be a hopeful end. Just like hopefully this pandemic will have a hopeful end. And that's my, that's my take. Um, Laura, what I really like about your take is like when when I heard that they might have been leaning away from Noah Hawley doing the the pandemic version, of, I was really bummed out because like yes, it's a dark thing that we're all going through, but you are right, this is something we are all going through, and I would hate that like studios are now afraid to do certain stories just because they remind people of our lives. If anything, that's what we want. Like uh, yes, some movies are escapism, but 
movies are also designed to reflect back our world and teach us new ways to process our world. And movies that are just pure escapism. That's why I hate when people are like in the comments are like, why are you reminding me of certain things? Like, I watch new Rockstar's videos to escape. It's like, then you are not truly understanding anything you watch on TV or film because every writer isn't trying to just get you to forget about your life. It's trying to get you to reframe and process your life. So I, I really, really hope that like this doesn't decrease the type of viral stories because like we need to learn from what's happening right now. We need to uh, learn like how not to make the mistakes that we're making and we need to see what happens when our fictional characters go through the heightened versions of this or sci-fi versions of this. So uh, I love that idea, but again, it comes down to what Groot has to say. <laughs> It's like you have two versions of things you can say. And I think it's like uh, the old Woody thing, like, there's a snake in my boot. Like, he's kind of running out of juice. Uh, we've had that for quite a few years. But uh, Groot gives you two sparkle bucks. Wow. And that will turn into... What? Is this Jean-Luc Picard? Hey. In, a, in, in, a, in, in the bobblehead form? And wait, what's this? Wow. It's a photo of Eric! Telling me, <laughs> a, wait, let me see if you guys can see it. It's a photo of Eric telling me to give me another one. Give me another, what? That was sneaky. You're going to lose one for that. You Whoa. lose one and you lose your photo for me. It's going back in the stock. So uh, <laughs> nice try. We we don't allow us, uh, uh, cheating here. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to, to drop the law. Um, but uh, but still very interesting uh, take, Laura. And I and I hope that we're able to see No Holly's vision at some point. Uh, Zach, what is your theory? First off, I want to say I love Laura's pandering there. M pandemic, more like panderdemic. No. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, so, so my pitch, I think, is is um, maybe the most logical one, and that's just give us a fourth Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, J.J. Um, Abrams, broad Kelvin universe movie. Okay. I we got three, and I've enjoyed those. I think maybe oh, they, they've maybe been a little bit diminishing returns. Um, or maybe they peaked with the second one into darkness a little bit. I mean, the fan base is, is a little torn there, but I've really enjoyed them. I think that's a great cast. I've, I've liked the direction they've taken it. Um, and they haven't had a chance to like wrap that series up, right? That's and true. I think, um, though historically Star Trek movies don't usually wrap things up, right? No. They keep making them forever until the cast dies. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, mm -hmm. I, I would, or until they no longer make any money, but yeah. I would like that, like, if, if they're able to pull this off, and I know they're going to have to open up the bank to pay Chris Hemsworth and the rest of that cast, yeah. but, like, do it, right? Because, like, ooh, to come yeah. back to Papa Kirk after we kind of started with him, right? Like, really kind of close the loop and tell a full story with the Kelvin universe. I would love that. I think that could be, like, a really powerful story to tell. I also think it gives them the opportunity. Um, you know, Star Trek TV continues to do good stuff. Uh, CBS All Access and Picard, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, and there's this um, Strange New Worlds show uh, possibly coming down the pipeline. It gives them the chance. The the Kelvin timeline has not directly connected to any active TV properties yet, right? But this gives them the opportunity maybe to do that, right? To kind of like 
while completing their story to also kind of subtly hand off the baton, maybe to be continued on some kind of streaming show or another film franchise mm. or something like that. Uh, very interesting. Zach, I, I'm with you. I watched all of those Kelvin Timeline movies. I watched them opening weekend in the theater. I was disappointed by the third one, but I'd be willing to watch a fourth one. Groot, what do you think? <laughs> I you have like three things you can say. What do you mean? Okay, this is not Baby Groot's fault. It's your fault, Eric. You can't rely on a magic eight ball to make all your decisions, okay? I, I defer <laughs> responsibility whenever I can. And uh, Groot gave you, well, that's the thing. He said he wanted to give you three, but because he had to call me out, I'm deducting two. And you just get <laughs> <Wow>. one. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? You know what? You're, <laughs> you're one. <laughs> Becomes three, okay? This is three fat <laughs> tuna cans, baby. <laughs> and oh though it's one thing, it's got three cans in it. Are you shitting? Hey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Two for everybody. If I, if I recognize that green hue, those are packed in oil. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, it seems like we are tied in our sparkle buck counts, but it is anyone's game as we move on to rogue questions. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. All right, let's do it. Uh, question one. The Conjuring director, James Wan, is making a Knight Rider movie. Uh, what would you like your talking car to be able to do? Uh, for me, I would like the, my talking car to uh, heal me the old wounds I had of learning to drive with my parents. I would like it to have my parents' voices complimenting me on how good of a driver I've become. Like, if I do a nice turn, they're like, wow, Tom, real control of the vehicle. That's really nice. You seem to in control there. You're definitely mature enough to have a car and drive after 9 p.m. And it wouldn't panic and it wouldn't talk on its cell phone when I was driving to my road test, <laughs> psyching me out as I was driving down the highway. And then they wouldn't get divorced because they'd be stuck in my car forever. So I'm a meat freak. So I, I, I do eat in my car and I spill a lot of sh like crap on it like when I eat. And like I'm like, oh, I have to vacuum it later. I want the car to clean itself. I want it to be like, oh, you spilled something. Zoop. It clean. It's clean. It's like I don't need to worry about. And I could be like eating a hot dog, and it's all splatters, and it's like clean. So I want it to to like. I want to be able to eat and not gain weight, but also to like have it be clean. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a dream car for sure. <laughs> Mine's simple. I just want mine to be able to tell me when a warning light is serious or not serious. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. they all light up, and sometimes it's just like, oh, one tire's a little low, and other times it's like your car's about to blow up. I just want a car that tells me what to take seriously. I'm yeah. not messing around, Zach. You need to go in and get service. <laughs> yeah. This is this not time, a drill. Yes. <laughs> this time your car's actually on fire. Uh, Zach gets the point on that one, because I think we can all relate. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably another can of tuna. Um, question two. Cardi B's new song, WAP, or WAP, has become a viral sensation. But what is the nerdiest thing the acronym WAP could stand for? I'll go first if everyone's feeling a little shy. It stands for Wario Ass Pussy. That's a pussy that looks very normal and is super enjoyable, but you realize when you get in there, it's evil and is the opposite of what you thought it was going to be. So, yeah, you want to watch out for Wario Ass Pussy, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> My mom That's watches That's what I call this. mine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would, I would 
had a clean like answer, but now I'm kind of like, oh dang. No, but, no, please, cleanse the palate. Um, I would say warping across planet uh, across planets because we were talking about oh, Star yeah. Trek. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, nice. But, but now Much I'm like, better. oh, like warping across. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, what have you done to the show? <laughs> I know, Uncle uh, Tommy. What the heck, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, my fault. My fault. Yeah, my but fault. Warping, he broke the dam. across planets because we were talking right. about what, talking about Star Trek. Okay, <laughs> both and, great answers. And I was gonna go with um, mine is uh, Wakanda always provides, uh-huh. which is the Wakanda-based universal basic income. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. They got enough money in that Magic Mountain to pay everybody monthly. <laughs> you know? um, or of course, uh, Wakanda as <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Tommy, for pulling us down to the gutter with you, you get the point for that one. Oh, great. And it becomes um, probiotics from Culturel. <laughs> Not a sponsor of the show. Uh, no. And our third and final rogue question. A Japanese company has developed a socially distant drive-in haunted house where your car gets sprayed with blood. Whoa. Uh, what is the creepiest thing that could happen in a drive through haunted house? If I were to go through a drive through haunted house, I don't know how political we're allowed to say, but if I were to see Trump pen signs everywhere, driving in the neighborhood <laughs> with a whole bunch of like yes. Trump pen signs everywhere, oh, yes. and like yes. and yes. like every, uh, the southern kind of things, I'll be like, yes. Turn around. Oh no, I got off I got off Interstate yes. 10 in uh Florida Panhandle suburb. I got to turn yes. around. I'm like that's really nice. Turn around. Yes. <laughs> that's a good one. I think mine would be this kind of calls back to uh Laura's first road question answer. Mine would be um the grumpy or grumpier old man move of you take a dead fish and you throw it in somebody's car. And then, yeah. like, you get the ghost of a dead fish smell uh, haunting your car <laughs> yeah. for, for months and months. Says the guy who yeah, has the fish cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, for me, the scariest thing that could happen in a drive through haunted house would just be it becomes a functioning car wash because those are terrifying. <laughs> the assault that your car takes as they recklessly spray water at you out of cannons and then slam chamois cloths all over it there's nothing more claustrophobic and terrifying to me than the three minutes of car cleansing that takes place in a car wash so <laughs> and uh i assume you haven't seen the final destination scene that is set at a car wash you just hate the normal car wash experience i to me every car wash is a final destination because i always <laughs> abandon my car afterwards <laughs> You go through a lot of cars. Uh, well, the w- the winner of that point is going to go to Laura, because I agree. Yeah. That, for me, would be the most frightening yeah. surroundings. Yeah. Well, that evens our scores. What have I done giving everyone points, making it even? Well, I like to think all of us are winners today. Yeah. Um, so whatever wish you might have had in your head, uh, think on it for a second. We're all going to uh, yell it into the screen at the same time. Uh, and then hopefully they'll all come true. But it has to be at the same time. All right? Everyone got your wish in your head? Yes. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Wish! Wap party! Up. And I heard wap party? <laughs> yeah, that was my, <laughs> that was my uh, wish. 
Wance is always work, uh, working for the WAP. Um, all right. <laughs> well, that is this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests. This has been so much fun. Uh, Tommy Beck told America's Uncle. Mwah. Uh, Laura Syracle, once again, welcome to Rockstar. So glad we could get you, you on. It's been a delight. Yay. And off screen producer Zach Hollister. Always a pleasure, Admiral Voss. <laughs> yes. uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed. Stay tuned for the YouTube channel for this and other shows. We got a week full of very exciting DC related content. We're breaking down Man of Steel tomorrow for tomorrow's video. Definitely want to check that out. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at EAVOS. Follow the channel at New Rockstars. Always having great infographics and stuff that's fun to share and debate about on there. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.